Hello and welcome back to Jupiter's Corner, the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. And I'm also so excited for you guys to listen to the amazing chat I had with one of my really, really close, incredible friends, Samantha. We've known each other for such a long time. She is such a force of nature. She's amazing. She's intelligent. She's beautiful. She's got so much going on and I couldn't be happier to share this conversation with anyone else. So without further ado, here is our little chat from today. Hope you enjoy. You are now entering the planet Jupiter. Oh my God, the first time I had to use Zoom, it was like, I think it was for work or something. It was like one of my first directed sessions and I was like, freaking out because everyone was just acting like it's normal and like all these things and like, oh just click on this and this and I'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> no, that was literally me <laughs> I was like how do I even join this but anyway we're here now yes we are amazing what's been happening with you honestly just work and I've been filling up my life so much that I think I've just almost been like stressing myself out so much like I literally yeah. had an interview yesterday for this agency and I did it and like it was normal I answered all the questions right but then once it was done I just like started crying because I thought oh. I was like I was like I did such a shit job and I like sounded so nervous and blah, blah, blah. um and like everyone like Paul my mom my dad was just like what the fuck are you talking about like you're oh. fine don't even worry about it that 100% happens with like interviews though hey because you get so worked up beforehand like you're so nervous like you just want to be perfect I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect 100%. and then we do it and it's like oh my god that was so terrible and then half the time you end up getting it anyway and it's like what like, totally did I actually do okay how are you yeah, there's just been a I'm I'm all right. There's just a feel. I feel like there's just a weird energy going on at the moment, and I don't know if anyone else feels it, but I just hey. like. Oh my god! It's like I feel like whenever I talk to you, we just relate. <laughs> oh like like oh yeah, that's happening to me too. <laughs> I know. Like whenever we're both good, we're both good. But whenever one of us is bad, like we're both bad. Yeah. I just feel like whenever one of us is feeling a weird energy, we should just like text each other from now on because it's always at the same time. I know. I know and it's just crazy like for the past probably I would say two days I've just been feeling like really down for no reason like no reason and I'm like what like not down in like a really bad way but just like kind of laughing at myself like why are you feeling like this like you know what I mean and so I just like I try to like sit down and like do uni and I'm just like I just can't like I just yeah it's like I'm like I don't even know I think maybe like Leroy away being is a bit you know part of it but I feel yeah I feel like it was just like a weird energetic thing like I don't think anything triggered it I just think it was a weird thing going around that I felt and yeah yeah, just so strange but this week has just felt so strange but anyway it's okay I'm okay the same thing happened to not just me but Paul yesterday as well we were both feeling so weird like we were just we looked at each other at one point in the day and we're like do you feel just not right and it yeah, was just like this 100%. Weird, we couldn't do anything throughout the day. I had so much stuff planned and I was like, you know what? I like cannot do anything. That was literally the exact same as me. It's crazy. It's weird. I wonder how many mm. other people felt like that or are like still feeling oh. like that. I reckon a lot because like even a friend of mine who's usually always really happy just wasn't. And I was like, there has to be something going on. 
But anyway, it's like I try to say to myself, like, it's fine. <laughs> just <laughs> I just say like to myself, it's just a day. It won't yeah. last. And like I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself to get everything done in the day. Yeah. But sometimes it's okay if you don't. And yeah, it's just like going through that process in my head of going, I don't have to get everything done in the day. It's okay. I Absolutely. can just go to bed, wake up in the morning and do it tomorrow. It's okay. Like you'll be fine. Everything in the end will work out how it's supposed to. So just let it do that. Yeah, totally. I just wish I could have a bigger platform to just ask everyone like, who's feeling weird? And everyone's like me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's just really bizarre. 100%. But yeah, I reckon it was just something that was going around yesterday, especially you and I, we feel everything. So yeah. Oh God. I feel like we just take, we take on, like, I have enough that I'm putting on myself and then I'm just sucking in all of this external energy. I don't even know where it's from. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. Too much. Yeah. 100%. Like, I had to sit down the other day and, like, get rid of, okay, so scenario for you. Mm-hmm. I was at the beach and I was with one of my friends and I always go down to this one particular beach. Everybody walks their dogs there. Like, everyone walks their dogs there. Yeah. And took the dogs off the lead a bit earlier than I normally do. I don't normally take them off a bit further down the beach, but took them off the lead. And like, to be fair, there is a sign there saying that they shouldn't be within 200 meters of the flags and that they should have their lead on hundred percent. Like, but like there is never anybody at the beach. Everybody walks their dogs there. Like there was so many people with their dogs there. Like it wasn't, you know, a weird occurrence that I just happened to be there with my dog anyway. And then half the time they put flags up and half the time they don't. So like, I don't know, it's just never been a thing. And so I like went onto the beach and this buggy comes up next to me. I'm like, fuck's sake, like, of course. And they're like, hi, um, I'm blah, 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 blah from um, animal control. Is there a reason why your dog's not on the lead? No. And I was, and I was just like, I just like acted, you know, tried to be innocent. And I was like, oh, like I thought this was, you know, because like down further in that particular beach is actually a dog section. So I was like, oh, I thought it was there. Like I thought this whole strip was just like a dog area. Like I didn't realise. And she's like, oh, well, it's actually signs as you walk in. And I was like, honestly, like what a shit Uh... job to have. Honestly, like I don't know how you can go into a job like that. Like I'm sorry to people that do do jobs like parking, inspecting and stuff. And I understand there's like rules behind it, but like, come on. Sorry, she was talking to me about all the blah, like all the like rules and regulations, etc. To be fair, like I was in the wrong, but also there was nobody on the beach. My dogs are not vicious. Like I know that you don't know, you, like, you never know where the dogs are or not, but like there was yeah. nobody on the beach, nobody around, you know? So I wasn't harming anybody. Yeah. Anyway, so they said, oh, you know, is your dog, are your dogs registered? And I was like, well, we just got Turbo, which is our youngest one. We just got him. So. Um, he's not yet because there's like a rule that like within 14 days you don't have to do it yeah but she is luckily she was anyway so she checked that and whatever and she's like so you will be getting an infringement of 275 dollars today for not having them on the lead and I was like oh my god like you could not just have given me a warning like it's not like my dogs are like going up to people that are laying down like to be fair there was no one there so like yeah you know what I mean it's and just also, so unnecessary. Not massive dogs. Like, no. I understand if I brought Wiki, who's my parents' dog, yeah. who's a freaking massive German Shepherd, but like a sausage dog? Like, what I is a little, like, long, short legged thing going to do to somebody? I know. And I was just like, 
I was just gobsmacked and I just I was trying to be so nice hoping that they'd just flag it like you know wave it away give me a warning whatever I was just like hopefully but no they gave me a fine then and there and uh and that just like ruined the whole day for me like I didn't let it ruin the whole day but it was just always in the back back of my mind and like I hate conflict and I hate like as much as I hate this about myself, I hate doing the wrong thing. Like it yeah. really like just, I don't know, triggers me. Yeah. Um, or like doing the wrong thing and getting caught for it more yeah. so. So I just had to like go home and just clear all that energy from my, I guess, circle because yeah. I will energetic field, I guess you'd best put it. But like I just had to like take it all away because I felt they're like, enforcement if you will it's so hard to explain but like their energy that was just like so negative onto me and I was just like oh my god so like that's like such a good example of just needing to like cleanse sometimes and just like not taking other people's things on especially when you have like you know people you know that talk to you about you know negative experiences which I love I love being you know there for people but sometimes it's like a lot and you have to just like cleanse yourself of the kind of energies that come with that and it's it's really cool to be able to talk about this too because I feel like we do take on so much throughout the day and majority of it like we'll notice the big things that really affect us but majority of the time a lot slips under the radar and then you end up 100% so drained and like so off and you don't know why and um I feel like yeah people a lot of people aren't also aware of it so they think oh my god why am I feeling like this but if you look at what's happened in the past couple of days leading up to that, that maybe you have just been putting things aside for so long that now they're kind of wanting to get out. Totally. I could honestly talk about that and examples <laughs> for like days. <laughs> Me too. Sometimes I have to remind myself as well, like you said, that not everyone is aware of that. Sometimes you could get someone to just go through their past couple of days and that could be so genuinely eye-opening for them. Whereas like for us, we kind of can gauge, oh yeah, this has come into my energy field. That's made me feel like shit. This has drained my energy, yada, 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 which is good. And also I feel like in a sense, it can work the other way as well because we take on so much and it's like, we're Mm -hmm. aware of everything. Yeah. And then like you overthink and then you get into this spiral of overthinking and you're like, now I'm mentally crippled. (laughs) Yep. Now I'm stuffed. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for that. Like not that not that I ever like pitching myself or anything, but no. it's just like, you know, it's so funny. Like Leroy tries his best to understand it all. And I love him for it. He just tries so hard to understand what the fuck I'm talking about half the time. He's like, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm fully aware that I sound so crazy sometimes, but in, in our own sense, like it's nice. Like that's why I love you so much as a friend, because I feel like we relate so well with each other. Like it's really hard to kind of talk about spirituality with other people and like that's totally fine because everybody is different I honestly like still love each and every one of my friends but like with you we just have a connection where like we just know when something's off or something's not right and it's so beautiful it's so weird everything is just so in line everything has been perfectly lined up for the other person to be able to be like hey I'm going through the same thing with a different, you know, situation, obviously, but this is what helped me. And then vice versa. We're always in the perfect position to give each other that little bit of a helping hand, which I think is so beautiful. Like that is so rare. Yeah, exactly. It's like the universe literally put you in my life for the specific thing that happened a few months ago. 
when you have things that happen and then you have that one friend that kind of tells you, I don't think you should do this. And then you're like, but I want to. And they're like, but you shouldn't. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'll just listen to you because clearly I'm not of a sound mind right now. And then it gets you out on the other end. Like, I feel like the universe was kind of telling me things through you as weird as it was because you're very in tune with energies and stuff. I asked the universe for an answer and I feel like they gave it to me through you, if that makes sense. Like, it's such a weird way. It's such a weird way to put it. But like, I feel like you were like that main influential person at that time that really helped me to get through that particular thing it's like crazy but but yeah it's awesome and it's it's the same thing for you because when I went through the stuff I went through in Melbourne and that was like a really grueling time all I was asking for was a helping hand or like you know some form of guidance and I always find it's almost like you're my spirit guide like I know like we're each other's spirit guides and we're like okay let's go this way this is the best thing to do at this time and it's just it couldn't be more perfect I know and it sounds like so strange also I feel so like so nice that I'm that to somebody you know Me too. it's just it's just crazy because like I never realized I'm doing it but it's nice that I am I suppose it's like when we met up a couple months ago we were in surface and we were just like sitting watching the beach and I felt like all of our spirit guides knew each other we are all in like a friend circle and sometimes they look down on us and go oh my god like what the fuck are they doing like you know what I mean because they just they know everything and they I feel like we were all maybe potentially spirit guides at one point in one friend group and now we've been sent down And they're still up there going, like, just looking over us and helping us through things. So that's why I feel like we're so connected because I feel like we have that knowledge. It's so weird. And it's like every time we're together, I, like, say all these things I didn't even realise that I knew, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, no, a whole world opens up. All the questions that I've been asking myself, I suddenly find the answers just pouring out of my mouth when we're talking. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. And then you look back and you're like, what (laughs) Totally. And that's the best way to put it is it just seems so right that we were all friends in a past life. And now that we're here, we've got our mates still up there just being like, haha, these guys are you know, making all these stupid decisions or like, oh, you're doing this well. And it's just like they're watching just a sitcom of what we're going through <laughs> and just like giving us a little bit of guidance along the way. It's um so crazy to think even um, a couple of months ago, I had an ex- experience with a um, spiritual healer that heals through the Akashic records. So your records of your entire life, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was such a incredible experience to know that I have had, like, I feel emotional talking about it because it's like, whenever my body speaks these things, it's like my soul is like, oh my God, she's not, she knows, she knows, you know, she knows. Oh my God, this is yeah. so exciting. She knows. Like, And even now I feel teary talking about it because I feel like every time I talk about it, it's like I remember or my soul remembers, not that I particularly consciously remember, but my soul remembers all these things that have happened that are so happy. Yeah. And that experience was so amazing for me that I had had all these past lives. And it's so true that your past lives really depict the person that you are and your soul could have gone through so many different things that have impacted how you are now. It's the same goes for the concept where 
the way you were parented, the way you're, you know, if you had friends at school, what school you went to, like every single thing shapes how you are. And it's the same with past lives. And it's just so crazy to think that as soon as she opened me up to that world and brought me through, she actually took me into my records and this was a thrill meditation and I felt everything. And it's like, it's like my soul took over for a second and said, hang on, let me get in the driver's seat. I need to do this. I sound so crazy, but (laughs) kind of like, I kind of believe that our human bodies are like vessels for our souls um, and we're just in this form and then the next life will go on to another form or another, you know, universe or something. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I just remembered throughout that experience that it has to be true that you've had past lives because of how I felt about it. Definitely. I feel exactly the same way. And yeah, I have the same beliefs about we are, this is just a vessel and it's temporary. And it's funny that as soon as you think of it as such a temporary thing, it doesn't take away insecurities, but it definitely makes them seem a lot less significant when you think of the grand spectrum of like, this really is just a vessel, it's temporary and we can only do what we can and do our best and spread love and make these honest, amazing connections and then, you know, carry on to the next kind of thing. It just makes everything else seem so insignificant. Exactly. And yeah, you you put it perfectly. Like, you know, whenever you're stressed about something or, you know, if you just think, hang on a second, like my path is my path. And like it does, it puts everything so much smaller when you realize this is so temporary and not to say temporary as in your life's short, just temporary as in your life will go forever, but it's just maybe not here. Yeah, exactly. This is like a really like heavy subject just to go straight into. (laughs) Go for it. For example, to me, I'm not scared of dying. I believe that, you know, obviously it's a sad thing for people around you. Yeah. But I believe that like me, myself, I'm not scared of it because I believe that I'm supposed to move on to something else or I'm supposed to not be here anymore or my path is fulfilled or if that makes sense. Like it just got, it just got me thinking about that subject. Not that death is a nice thing. It's definitely not. But the way that I look at it is that when I'm supposed to, I'm obviously not supposed to be here anymore and my soul will continue to live on because they all do. I love that. And it's really interesting, like so weird that you bring that up because I'm actually finishing a book right now. It's translated by this guy and it's basically from the Dalai Lama's words and he's talking about the guide to like a mindful, happy life. And um, the whole thing with Buddhism and everything, it uncovers this kind of taboo veil that we throw on death because in the Buddhist culture, they look at death as something that is this grand thing that you achieve. You have all these karmic experiences, you build up as much you know, good karma as you can, you don't harm, uh, you stay away from addiction, things like that. And in the end, throughout their entire practice of their life, they actually practice the sequence of dying. And it's a whole routine they go through. And it's supposed to be their doorway to complete enlightenment is to get to this stage where they're totally calm, they're empty, not empty as in like, you know, nothingness, but empty as in they're just light. Like they just are what they are. Um, Yeah. And it's just like they describe it in the book as just such a profound and spiritual experience, which it is. And I think 
in this day and age or for, you know, such a long time, all throughout time, we've been kind of programmed to fear death because it is such a scary, unknown thing. But it's kind of, I find this safety almost in reading about how it's also thought of as such a beautiful thing and not so scary and how it can be, I don't know, made up to be something completely different to what we've been programmed to believe, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Absolutely. I literally love that. Like you'll have to give me that book because (laughs) that sounds amazing. I definitely think that. And I think that what they're trying to convey is that by the time you, you die, you're content with everything that you've done. And that's why I think the saying as well, like if you die tomorrow, would you have done everything that you want to do? It's such a thing that's really kind of, I guess, frowned upon which it makes sense like the last thing you want to happen is to lose a loved one but I feel like if you change the meaning behind it a little bit and understand that that was their time and it's 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 actually you know might teach yourself a lesson or it might be something that's actually a good thing depending on the circumstances you know and it's like obviously like everyone has different opinions but I feel like the way we view it really helps how you also get through it as well and yeah you know but yeah, I definitely believe that there's like a weird transition point when we die that we find out everything, like all the answers, and then it will go again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I read this weird theory. I think I was telling you about it when we met up that time on the beach, because I think we started talking about death then as well. Um, and I also love that we can talk about these things that are so, you know, people Abu. just talk about this. Like, oh, let's yeah. talk about death. I don't know. I know. <laughs> but it's like not I a felt- sad thing. No, and I felt a bit weird talking about to begin with. And then I kind of said to myself, no, death is something that's real. So just talk yeah, about it. Absolutely. And I think we should talk about it because, I don't know, the world can be such a lonely place. You're born, obviously you're born with your family. You're not alone, but you kind of only have truly yourself all the way through life. And when you die, it is an individual experience. So I think to be able to talk about it and reach out about it, and kind of get rid of the fear, the anxiety behind it. It just makes it such, just makes it more of like a peaceful thing, even though in and of itself, it's always going to have that element of, I don't know, scariness to it. Yeah, 100%. It's so unknown. But there was this theory that I read about and I thought it was really interesting. It's like the reason why you come out of the womb crying, which obviously it's because of like, you would know more about this than I do, but like, <laughs> yeah, to get out by crying. Yeah. But yeah, um, there was also this theory that the reason, as well, why they're crying so profusely is because they, in that transition period between their past life and this new life, and for that moment, they remember all the things that they're leaving behind, and it's like this whole knowing of being reborn again. But it all, it's it all starts again from here. And that's also why everything's just like a race. I don't know. It's yeah. Wow. The weird thing is there are all logical scientific proven reasons behind, you know, the whole thing, like the brain not being developed. That's why we don't remember things up until a certain age. And then we start remembering. And then the reason why we cry is because of the fluid and stuff like that when we're born. But it's weird that there definitely could be that spiritual aspect behind it. We just don't know. And I absolutely, guess in a way, we'll never really know because when that process happens, 
everything gets erased apparently. So it's like, it's just so intriguing to me. Exactly. And there's no way of being able to really prove or quantify it because everyone's experience is different. So it's kind of, I guess, off of people's opinions, but obviously as a baby, you don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I get weird, a weird amount of imposter syndrome when I talk about this stuff as well, especially when it's on a larger scale. Like I'm just like, there's a voice in my head that's like, you know what? Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's shut literally, up. You know, that was, lit- that was literally me throughout that whole time I was talking. I was like, mad imposter no. syndrome. Like, who am I? Who the no. fuck am I? <laughs> I don't know. Like, even down, right down to when I do my meditation stuff, like, I'm a qualified teacher now. Like, I'm qualified and I'm allowed by yeah. law to talk about this <laughs> shit. The people that I was learning off, you know, they've been to... India they've been to the roots they've been to so many different places around the world that are so so much more deeply connected to what I was learning about and it almost feels like okay well if these guys have this experience then like who am I to sit here and talk about this stuff like I know it Meanwhile, yeah like having my head stuffed in a book for months but like I don't know it's it's such a imposter syndrome is such a nasty universal problem absolutely who have it and I'm like but what are you talking about I love listening to you speak and your opinions and thoughts and stuff but yeah I don't know it's one of those finicky little things (laughs) I know it's so strange isn't it it's like you know when I graduated from uni and started my job as a registered nurse I was like can I do this like (laughs) Am I qualified? I think that what I'm trying to say is that your mindset is everything. Definitely. <laughs> That's what Definitely. I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. It's it's so weird as well, knowing this and then trying to navigate life. I don't know, I know. being true to that statement. Cause I find I know. I feel like the majority of my imposter syndrome, I think, comes from the fact that I catch myself out so much being contradictory to what I believe in and what I what I give to other people as advice I'm just kind of like hang on what are you doing what's going on here Um, with my chronic pain and tension and stuff that came from my back surgery I find myself like I try my best when I'm going through a flare-up I do my yoga I do my meditation all that kind of stuff but then after getting my mindset all right, I'll go and undo it by being angry and like, you know, speaking without thinking or like just being a, a like a nasty shit. And then I like step back and I'm like, oh, yeah, that like undid everything that I was going for. Yeah. And then you have to like pull yourself back. But that in itself is okay because at least you're catching yourself out and being like, okay, well, you know, I suck. But I, I know back on track now, <laughs> and it's so easy to do. That's the thing; it is yeah. so easy to do. But it, like, I feel like as long as you have self awareness that you're doing these things, it's like. But honestly, it is so easy to do. Like, I literally Definitely. just did it the other day. It is just, it's so easy to do, and you're just like, "What the fuck? Why did I even do that?" Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, it's so hard as well to not get caught up in that shame cycle of when you have done it and you instead of being constructive about it, you just start beating yourself up in a circle. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, this is not constructive. Like, 
you've done it. It was not the best choice to have made, but that's okay. You can pick yourself up, come back and just be better next time. Yeah, 100%. And then you go back and do the same thing again. <laughs> Me, yeah. The next day. Honestly, honestly. Next day, and- back. <laughs> honestly, it's literally like... Yeah, I'm still like reaping the consequences of this one thing I did a couple of days ago. And I'm like, why did you do that? Like, why did you do that? But anyway, it'll pass. Yeah. It's okay. And everyone else around you as well is like, why did you do that? And you're like, don't ask me. I don't know. Like, I'm I, just as shocked as you are. I honestly feel like it is so hard when you're in that type of state to know what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. and then it's not till you go do that particular thing and then you're like oh fuck I shouldn't have done that <laughs> and I'm like why beforehand is it so enticing to do this one thing and then you do it and you're like why the fuck did I do that I've literally taught myself up to that point not to do something like that and now I've done it and look where it got me nowhere <laughs> it's all part of life though really you can't really yeah. have those you can't have life without those moments exactly it's all a learning experience we're forever learning <laughs> <laughs> Oh, honestly. Crazy. That's so funny. I know. <laughs> I've just been thinking of late just about, well, obviously life in general. We always talk about existential things. I, <laughs> I literally know last time we hung out, I had to go home and like do a grounding meditation. Because <laughs> we were so high up in the stars that we were just oh. like, I, I, don't, I literally did not even feel like I was in my body. I felt like my soul was still like up. Me up too. somewhere like yeah lost I felt like somewhere. I was just not even walking I was just floating <laughs> back to my apartment just like oh yeah this oh, what is life exactly <laughs> and like before we sat down to have this conversation I was literally munching down on like a hot cross bun and a coffee and just like <laughs> in a completely different headspace and now yeah, I'm me like, too. I feel like I'm back like I feel good yeah so 100%. nice like life has meaning again yeah everything's fine <laughs> everything Nothing's is as chaotic fine. <laughs> as I thought it was when I was like chowing down on my <laughs> <laughs> oh god every time that you think having a crisis I'll just say hot cross bun yeah yeah <laughs> just like an on-the-go zoom call on speed dial or just like a phone call on speed dial just you know what I'm having a moment let's just talk about something anything literally literally and like I'm sorry but snapchat is the best for doing that like is we literally send each other 10 minute long snapchat videos to watch and like telling each other about our crises yeah just like even just general life updates like it's just the best way because you can it's way better than texting because you can't see emotion through texting and you can just get it all out verbally and then send it off. You don't even have to see it again. Like you just see you later into the interwebs over to you. And then. Oh, 100%. It's just the best way. It's the second best thing to actually catching up and like talking face to face is just Snapchat rants. Try it out. It is. amazing. <laughs> 100%. I would highly recommend. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I interrupted you before you were going to say something. And I was like, oh, like oh, no, just got was, into some other. That was me. I went on a complete tangent. <laughs> I was was talking about I was gonna say the um the thing I've been thinking about a bit lately is like the evolution of relationships and like Mm -hmm. relationships between my family members and me and like my friends and me 
partner and me, all that kind of stuff. And I always, my favorite, favorite thing to reflect on is like just the amazing relationship arc we've been on through our lives. And the fact that even though we don't see each other all the time, we don't talk to each other all the time, you just feel like a sense of home to me. And I know you. I feel like it's a lot to do with how much of an arc we've been on from like when we first met in like what was it, grade two? <laughs> yes, it was yeah. grade two. <laughs> I literally, oh my God, that was so nice to hear. Honestly, like I, yeah, I feel the same. Like it, I love those friendships where you just don't, you know, there's no pressure to see each other all the time, but you're yeah. still, you, you don't drift apart. Like, you know, I haven't spoken to you in like weeks and we're having this conversation now and it feels like I never left, you know? Yeah, like right where we left off. Honestly, so the way we met, (laughs) (laughs) so I literally hate telling this story because I just always feel so guilty. I literally, so, okay, Ashley came to the school that I was at in grade two. I literally still remember her coming into the class with her mom for the first time. I still remember everything. And I had this other friend and me and this other friend were really, really good friends and really close. And then Ashley came along and she was like in our friend group. And I was like, as a child, I was a horrible person. Like I was very selfish. I like was very entitled. I did not understand boundaries. Like I was just so, I was such a bitch pure like just to be honest I was such a, such a bitch anyway so Ashley came into my friend group and I was really jealous I, it was pure just jealousy I was just jealous of her and I literally used to like tell her to look over somewhere else and then I would take my friend and hide with her behind somewhere oh and then leave God. Ashley by herself and like how fucking mean is that like I literally feel so horrible even saying it and then I remember like after all of this happened and like our mums got involved and whatnot because I was I was bullying her like to put it straight I was literally bullying her and then I remember I remember you then came to our to the high school because we both moved schools but I moved a little bit before her um sorry you (laughs) say you I'm like just telling the stories if I'm telling someone else um (laughs) Uh, yeah, I moved yeah, I moved schools before you and then you came to high school and I was like, oh my God, she hates me. Like I was such a horrible person to her. Like oh. I was so like, I just felt this massive guilt and I was just so sorry that this had ever happened in the first place because I feel like when I went to high school, I just humbled out so much. Like I realized that I was just the biggest bitch ever and I humbled out so much and just like, yeah, I needed, I needed that, trust me, because I was just fucking on my high horse over there. Um, but yeah, it was just so crazy that even though I had done that to her, she was still so open and forgiving to me. And I really admire that about you, that you are so open and forgiving to a lot of people, obviously within reason. It's just so crazy that you still wanted to be friends with me. And then we always were just connected in a way that was just yeah we were just connected and then I think things naturally just progressed from there definitely because I remember like I was thinking about it today and looking back I was like I was on another whole spectrum as well when I was 
like I came in with like my slicked <laughs> coming in with my little satchel and like you know cute I still remember so cute oh my though. god it's just like full body cringe goes over me when I think about those days like I still have them where I have like my school hat on and my satchel my hair's like impeccable like no bumps or anything and I used to be such a little shit like I used to get my mum to do my hair and if she if there was one this is so stupid if there was one bump that would come up I would like crack the shit it was like ridiculous and I think my mum was like so confused because she was like why is this child so like what it like what is wrong with you kind of thing um you're probably trying to be perfect so you could impress people I think so I think that's what it is like I had a massive all through honestly up until recently the biggest people pleasing complex and I realized mm-hmm. a couple of years ago oh wait this is not serving me at all like I'm not attracting the right people by doing this and um yeah so I came in with my little satchel you know looking all you know, slicked and everything. And I immediately was drawn to obviously you and our other friend that we had. And <laughs> I remember, I always remember just like thinking that you were so, so cool. Like I, really? yes. Like oh my at the God. same time you were jealous of me, I wanted to be you. Like I was that like, is so literally <laughs> that is why I, I think that's why I mainly took it so personally was because I'm like, no, but like, I want to be you. Like, you don't understand. I like Oh, my you. God. Like, <laughs> and, I um, literally, oh, my God. And Which I was nicer. Like, <laughs> but, like, I feel like I was, like, a little shit as well because, you know, you know my mum. She's very, like, she's very <laughs> tell it like it is, very upfront woman, and she would give me, you know, all this advice as a kid about, you know, don't let anyone push you around. Um, this is how you deal with this, blah, 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 blah. And I would take that, but like keeping in mind, you know, that mindset that I had back then of like, you know, look good, slick back, blah, blah. It was like, I was taking everything to the extreme for some reason. And I, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't know why. It's honestly so funny. The things we do when we're little, honestly, like you're like, no. why? just why and like I take her advice and like she would have just meant it in a general aspect but no I took it and I ran for the hills you ran with that and (laughs) it turned me into a monstrosity because it was like I was just too much like I was doing too much and I feel like there was me doing that and then there was you (laughs) doing that and it was like doing that the funniest scenario because we were both just like we were both just doing too much on like other I ends know. of the spectrum and like and uh it's it's attacked. they do and it's so funny that you say that because I literally had no idea that you were thinking that at all like yeah I had no idea that that, that was your thoughts behind it. I thought you were just like a like a normal nice person like I just did not think that that was going through your mind no there was no normality there and it's so funny to think like this just goes for everybody that like you can think to somebody like oh my god 
that person seems like they're so cool and everything, but in their mind, they don't think that they're any of that, which is why they're being, well, which why I was being a bitch. Like, yeah, it's and so I had no crazy idea that you were like jealous of me because in my mind, there would there was nothing to be jealous of because I was yeah, always like a try hard, just you know, I have to be better, blah blah blah. To me, you were someone that I looked up to because I thought that you were just so seem seamlessly cool. Like you didn't, it was just like there was this carefree aspect to it that just I couldn't achieve. And so that was what I was going for when I looked at you. So it was weird that we both had something that we saw in each other that we wanted, but we just didn't know how to go about it yeah wow that's like so interesting I'm just realizing now that that's like a massive thing like and to be fair like I literally like just to take the bitch part out of it just like you know but I miss that carefree attitude even all through like probably the middle half of high school I literally just had a carefree attitude like I did I did care a lot about Oh, it's hard to explain. Like I did care about what people thought of me, but I just was so confident in myself that I it didn't really matter. And like strangely enough, I took that confidence as me being really cocky. And so I then humbled myself down a lot. And then from there, I like cared about so much what people thought about me and like being perfect and I just became a massive people pleaser, whereas before I was just authentically myself. Yeah. Just take out the bitch part. Like I like that was another aspect of it. Yeah. But it's just crazy to think that I literally just like lost my train of thought mid-sentence. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just crazy to think that I was so carefree and confident. And then now I'm not. Yeah. And I think yeah it's just so crazy how things change and I even think that about you know my 18 year old days where I had no responsibilities and I just partied all the time and had literally probably one of the best times of my life yeah and I was just carefree I just did not care and it was just it was freeing and I felt like I felt like in those moments was when I was truly living as weird as it sounds like I was just so carefree and there was no issues no worries but I think now in the stage of my life that I'm in now, it's also just another form of living. It's just not the same as how one might perceive living to be. So I think now I'm just in a different stage of my life where I'm still living, but just not not the same, not doing the same things. I'm not in the stage of my life where I'm going out every weekend and have no responsibilities because yeah. now I have responsibilities and there's other things yeah. that I want to do in life. So I think the more responsibilities you take on, obviously that come naturally as you grow older, the more opportunity there is for stuff like imposter syndrome to come in, which can really oh, make sure. you question what you're doing, why you're doing it. And mix that with being our age right now, it's kind of the time where everyone is questioning, what does life mean to me now? Like what is a good way of living mean to me? And when you have that, that's not, secure yet because we're still growing into that and then you've got like imposter syndrome on the side it's just this recipe for feeling so lost yeah a hundred percent like I feel like that's a lot of 
that's what a lot of people go through during life, particularly in our 20s, that's not spoken about. Lots of people have this thing where like, and social media doesn't help because there's people out there like living these amazing looking lives when you think, I'm not living that life. Like I need to project. And then that makes you doubt yourself and be hard on yourself that you're not living that type of life. And then you try to be perfect, but there's no way of being perfect. Like you just, it's not, sometimes it's not as simple as just, oh, do what you love. Like, you know, (laughs) so yeah, it's just crazy. And like going back to people pleasing, it's such a thing. It is such a thing. Caring about what people think so much. And I learned very quickly working in the hospital as a nurse, don't take things personally. Cause at the start I just wanted to please everybody. And then I quickly came to the opinion that like, if I'm doing the safest job that I can, and I know that I'm providing the best care that I can, then fuck everyone else, you know? Yeah. So like be who you are and don't apologize for it because a lot of times what people think are because of the experience that they have had in their life. And they are probably not thinking what you think they think of you. Definitely. Perception's such a weird thing. Cause even when we were talking about how we used to perceive each other, like mm. you just don't know because you can't step into people's minds. You can only go by what you assume is on their minds of or what they've told you, that kind of stuff, which really can distort everything, which is so strange. Like I even think to when I've seen certain people on social media and they seem so bold and so carefree living a certain lifestyle, you get this kind of, without even really meaning to, you kind of construct in your mind who you think that person is. And then I've seen them like on a podcast or actually genuinely talking to the camera or something like that. And it's completely different. Like it just rips apart everything I thought they would be like and it's just oftentimes it's a really refreshing thing because you get to see them for them and you know other times it can be the opposite way but yeah it's just perception is such a weird oftentimes distorted thing yeah definitely and there was you know back in my dancing days like I danced with some people that were really well known in Australia who um like really just well known for dancing and people used to look up to them people that I would be in the same room with all the time and I did not see them as that person because I knew who they were yeah but it's just they're just normal people at the end of the day and I think we forget sometimes that people that we see on social media that are these you know gods of people are just normal people and exactly. that social media is purely just a highlight reel and you might think that that person's got the perfect life when in reality they don't at all and they wish they had another life yeah so yeah it's just such a crazy thing it's so hard to decipher sometimes <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> it is like my brain's trying to wrap my head around what what am I trying to say my brain's trying to wrap it <laughs> you're trying to wrap I'm trying to wrap my brain around everything. Yeah. 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 Here we are. This is like, honestly, to put it in perspective, this is where we are at the end of like every conversation we ever have. We're just like, okay, we have so much to ponder on now and like so many directions we can go, but it's such a beautiful thing. Oh, it is. It is. And you know, I feel like a lot of times a lot of people think like, I don't know, I have thought a lot like, I just want to pack up everything and like go to another country and just like see what happens. It's 
it's such a like a fine line between people saying just go do it like what's stopping you and you're like well I'm currently in uni and I can't really pause that in the particular degree I'm in so how do I navigate that you know what I mean like it's so hard sometimes to and I know people that have you know other responsibilities as well just wanting to be like oh like you know I just want to go do this yeah you know sometimes you can think so much that what you need is like change of scenery you got to move countries all that kind of stuff but if the situation is that you can't possibly do that like there's no possible way for you to stop everything and just pack up your things and go I kind of often find that is a sign that there's something in your life that just needs altering and it's not a matter of you moving it's a matter of you moving something in your routine or like just your life in general, that's going to shift everything to make you feel like you're in a new place. Oh, absolutely. I like totally agree. It's like a couple of months ago, I had a situation with my partner, Leroy, who I was just feeling like I wasn't really connecting with him. Like, I just feel like I, I just wasn't like, there was just a period where I was just like, I just felt really off and like, you know, I thought it's so hard to explain, but I like, I've just felt really bored and I thought it was that I was bored in the relationship. But in fact, it wasn't that I was bored in the relationship at all. I was bored with my life and doing the same thing every single day. And me wanting to break out and have change wasn't because of him. It was because of the fact that my life I viewed as boring and It wasn't till I decided to do midwifery and, you know, cut back my hours as a nurse that I really go, okay, now I feel like I'm on the right path and I'm more excited about this. And like, don't get me wrong, love nursing, still want to do it. But at that point in my life, I was just like, something's just not right in my life. Like, I don't think I can be a nurse forever. Like I do like it, but it's not something that I want to do forever. And I put that to our relationship and it wasn't that case at all because as soon as I fixed that one thing, I was then so madly in love with him again. Mm. So, and not that I never stopped loving him, but it was just a moment where I was like, oh, like I just felt like, you know, packing up everything and going somewhere by myself and that wouldn't have solved anything. Yeah. So what you said definitely has meaning to it. It's crazy. Literally the other week as well. It was kind of around the time where Paul and I flew to Melbourne for the wedding. I don't know what it was. I think we might have just been stuck in a bit of a rut because obviously we moved Mm. back here. We were trying to get everything sorted, um, obviously trying to work hard and get everything stable. And I think through that, we kind of forgot to go out and have fun every so often or just do Mm. fun things or things that just have connection and meaning rather than like, work day go to sleep like there was yeah let's go out to dinner let's watch a movie let's you know go sit on the couch together and do nothing there was none of that anymore and we were both feeling that and I think feeling very out of our element and so it just the Gold Coast in and of itself like the apartment the vibes of the air and everything just felt like grind and sleep and that was it and then we went to Melbourne and the weirdest thing happened when we're in Melbourne we suddenly felt like we'd never left because obviously back to the Gold Coast and then we went there just for the holiday like just for the wedding really short whirlwind trip but while we were there it's like it feels like we never went back to the coast like this feels like where we've been living and this is just another event of the days 
And it was just wigging me out the whole time. Cause I'm like, there's no, cause you know how, when you're on a holiday, you get that holiday vibe and like yeah. your body, your mind knows that it's a holiday. Like my yeah. soul was like, this is where you live. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not like, <laughs> it's not, I'm happy on the Gold Coast. Like the Gold Coast, I love it. Like I have to be somewhere where there's beach, there's sun, like that is tropical environment is for me. <laughs> yeah. hundred um, percent. But yeah, my soul was like, no, 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 you never left. And it was the most confusing feeling. And then weirdly enough, when we came back to the Gold Coast with this new sort of refreshed mind where we actually were forced to stop working and forced to stop studying for that period of time while we were there for the wedding, we came back and all of a sudden everything felt like a holiday. And I think we had been to like Wet n Wild or something and just everything felt new like a holiday we were still working and studying and doing our routines but we were mixing it in with fun things and everything looked brighter colors looked brighter when we'd wake up and walk outside like the air felt nice you know when you're on a holiday like everything's bright the smell there's like a certain smell in the air that just smells like holiday and yeah just everything is so perfect and we got that as soon as we were back so it was like 100 percent that that tiny thing was all we needed to reset and that changed your entire way that you viewed every day it wasn't Absolutely. just a mundane day anymore it was something that you actually enjoyed getting up to and waking up and yeah. you know going to do which is so important and I think we forget that like in our busy lives we're so like especially like like I don't know if anyone else is the same but especially for me if I have an assignment that's due in like three weeks I'll be thinking I need to get that done now because I hate having something pending I'd rather just do it and then afterwards I can relax but I forget to incorporate still fun things that make me feel like a human and not like I'm a robot doing the same thing every day 100% I know it's just so chaotic I know but I also love it me too well, because it's exciting. I feel like when you're always learning new things and always open to exploring and delving deep into things, nothing can really get too boring because it's like no. there's always something to explore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just feel like you've got to take every opportunity that you can and everything will work out in the end. Obviously, you have to put effort in for it to work out, but it does. In the end, yeah. everything just just happens and it comes together. Well. I think we will wrap up the episode here, but thank you so much for talking to me. This was... No, thank you for having me. (laughs) So exciting. Oh, I'm so excited to catch up in real life because if this is our conversation just over the phone, then I cannot wait to see (laughs) you in real life. I know, definitely. Absolute pleasure having you on my little weird, stupid show. (laughs) It's not a weird, stupid show. It's your show. Thank you. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. And yeah, Samantha, everybody. (laughs) Oh my God, sounds so strange.